Yeah, I guess we we digressed from before. Um, <laughs> so as that's the theme of our podcast. Always. We digress. We digress. <laughs> Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast, hosted by best friends Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are on your journey to health, happiness, and self-love, our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in finding your shine. Hey, everyone. I'm so excited for you guys to hear this new episode with my good friend, Lauren Schwab. She was somebody that I met really randomly. You'll hear the story in the podcast when she was in Columbus for the Lewis House Summit. And I read her cards at one of my tarot and Reiki events. And then we reconnected a little bit later when Cody and I went to LA and we stayed with her at her really adorable apartment in Marina Del Rey. And she is just such a joy, infectious person. And she gets into incredible stories about herself in a cave for 60 days, about things like her dad almost passing away of a heart attack. Like all of this crazy stuff has happened to her. But throughout the course of her life, it has brought her to where she is now, creating these incredible retreats and um, a brand called Unplugged Mornings, where she focuses on how you can unplug from the outside world and really plug in and get to know yourself. And um, we have a really exciting offer that we want to share with you up front before we get right into the episode. And that is that if you want to do her upcoming retreat, which is March 14th through 17th. And you are going to want to once you hear about it. I was like, so I'm getting ready to go to Italy in a few weeks. And I was like, man, if only. Mm -hmm. Um, It's in California. You can look it up online at unpluggedmornings.com. You can read all about her retreats. But if you mention Finding Your Shine, when you reach out to her to book the retreat and join, you will get $600 off that retreat price. So it's a huge savings. And um, from what she described, it really sounds like a powerful life-changing experience. With an awesome swag bag, which was like a highlight of the episode. $500 worth of swag. Come on now. Finding yourself, meh, swag bag. Mm, Now you've got me sold. Swag bags and retreats aside, this is an amazing episode and we can't wait for you to hear all about Lauren's inspiring story. Hey, Finding Your Shine. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the podcast. Today, we're excited to be getting a bonus episode out to you with my good friend, Lauren, who I stayed with when me and Cody were in LA a few weeks ago. And we wanted to bring her on the show because she's doing a ton of really cool things, not only in LA, but also with some retreats that she is hosting here soon. And we wanted to share all of the good and juicy information with you. So Lauren, would you mind giving our audience a little bit of background on who you are? and how you came to this work. Yeah, so as Nina said, my name is Lauren and I followed the Yellow Brick Road from Kansas to California about 10 years ago. And I played basketball in college. So when I moved out to California after college, I didn't realize it at the time. But after doing some work, realized that I completely lost my identity because I wasn't a part of a team anymore. And we can get into that later, what team means to me and how important it is and the community aspect of what I do now 
But really, it, it took me a while to kind of figure out what my reason for being was, what my gift was, and how I could share that with the world. So through a bunch of seminars and books and you know all the things, meditation, doing all that, I finally figured out my why, which is to facilitate relationships so that we can live in a more connected world. And it really is helping people find their raison d'etre, as my grandpa would say, uh, which in French, it means reason for being. And so I just really like to help people realize why their life matters and how they can share that gift with the world. So that kind of brought me to the work that I'm doing now. There's a lot of stuff in between there. Owning gyms, opening gyms, managing gyms, all, all the different stuff, like working for wine companies, right? It's like all these things led you to where you are now. Uh, but it was last July that I decided to rip the Band-Aid off, completely leave my comfort zone where I had a permanent address before, <laughs> and step into my being and actually going full on uh, into what I know that I was born to do. And the why I'm here. And like I said, that's to bring people together. So that's when the retreats were born, Unplugged was born, events all over the US. And uh, that's what that kind of brings us up to where we're at now. Now, speaking of connection, remind me how you and Nina got connected with each other because I think that's fun. Yeah, no. So I came to Ohio for uh, the Summit of Greatness, Lewis House, uh, with a bunch of my girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And one of those girlfriends being Nora DeKaiser, who... Then her friend, I believe it was Megan and Nina, were hosting kind of an event together where you were doing card reading and she was doing a Reiki healing. Oh. Yeah. And the cool thing is your friend Nora was... her. She was actually roommates with my cousin, Jessica. Okay. <laughs> and Megan, the girl doing Reiki at my event is best friends with my cousin, Jessica. So it's like even this like wider circle than that. And you guys just... Why isn't Jessica on the show Jessica right now? Clearly, Come on, Jessica, like, Jessica's on. like the person that... She's the missing yeah, link. the missing link and the whole thing, my cousin. But yeah, and then <laughs> you came to the event just because I think Jessica invited uh, Nora, right? And was like, hey, yeah. you guys might really like this. My friend Megan and my cousin Nina are doing this energy event. Yeah. So it was really cool because you were doing the card reading and it was really awesome. But it was such an interesting night for me. And Oh my gosh. As getting, yeah. As I was yeah. getting the Reiki healing, I started having like chest pain and anxiety. And I'm like, wow, I can't even lay on this table right now. I don't know what's going on. This is so intense. I need to leave. I felt you know super uncomfortable, which is not me in social settings. I'm usually very comfortable. But I got home that night and I think we were home for 30 minutes before I got a call that my dad was having a heart attack. Uh, so that it was just night. So I just got goosebumps like when yeah. she said that. Yeah. Yeah. Is he okay? Yeah, so he is. Okay, good. Um, it was just this very interesting thing of like receiving a healing, but also basically I felt like I was having a heart attack and I didn't know why. Yeah. You know, I had chest pains and all that. And then I find out my dad. So it's like, it's crazy how when we talk about, you know, relationships and being connected, how connected we are to people. It, it could be family or not family all over the world, right? I mean, I had just flown to Ohio. My dad was in California and I could feel what was happening to him. And, you know... Uh, going even deeper than that, my dad never went to the doctor. I mean, his his foot could be falling off and he would still go to the gym. Like, oh, I got to pump some iron. You know, I'm like, <laughs> dad, falling off, like you should go to the doctor. No, he wouldn't. But he will do anything for anybody else. And so it was actually his friend that was sick that he had to take to the doctor that day. And while he was at the hospital, had a heart attack. Isn't so, that wild? Oh my God. Yeah. If he wasn't there and he had two blockages, one was 100% and one was 80%. And that's the type of like... Clearly, this had been like obviously building, and he the night before was at the gym until midnight, like riding the wow. bike. Like it could have happened when he was at the gym riding the bike, but no, it happened the next day while he was at the hospital, which is insane. insane. So I I know that that's how 
he survived as he was there. I mean, he was like literally took him right into surgery. So I can't remember what your reading was about that night, but I do remember even before your dad, the situation with your dad, we were talking about how like everything in life was just like coming at you. Do you remember that? You're like, my car got broken into and this happened and that happened. Like, I can't remember all of the details, but I remember sitting there being like, girl needs a break, like at your reading. And then it was the next day. Yeah. When I saw you yeah. at the summit, you were like, you won't believe what happened last night. I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> I was so taken aback. Yeah. And I think like, honestly, that part of my life was all uh, about loss. And so it was, you know, at first it was like my car got broken too. So I lost that or I lost money. And then I started getting medical bills that just were like, you know, piling up. And I had just decided to remember, rip the bandaid off and do my own thing. And I like had saved money to start my own business. And now all that money went to medical bills. So it was like, I was getting this test from the universe that was like, well, you said you want to do this, but like, how, you know, how hard are you willing to fight for this? Because we're going to throw everything at you and you're going to lose everything. And it was like this moment of losing possessions and material things. But when my dad's girlfriend called, I actually thought he died the way that she Mm. was crying, how she described it. I dealt with the loss. i process the loss of like losing my father before I actually got the call hours later that he had come through the surgery. Uh, and so then after that, I actually got my identity stolen. And so someone opened credit cards in 10 different accounts and, and bank accounts and all this stuff. So I was like, wow, losing your, losing family, losing material things, losing, right. But like when it all is said and done and like everything is wiped away, it's like what really matters. And that's kind of what I was sitting in at that point of Mm. like, well, okay. When I look at this relationships, that's, that's all that matters. Cause it was like in that moment of like losing my dad, it's like, all I wanted to do was be there with him. I don't care what kind of car I have or what kind of house I live in or whatever. It's like, okay. I just friendships, relationships, connection, um, you know, all that stuff. That's the only thing that matters. And I have been in a situation before where I had nothing that like mm-hmm. materially, um, I lived in a cave for 60 days. So I, I processed Wait. that whole thing of like, having absolutely nothing that you own. And guess what? I survived, right? So did you say lived in a cave? I know, she has to dive into this story. I think think that I, when I was over, I was like, wait a minute, we need to save this story for the podcast. Because I don't even, I don't even know it. But I remember being like, we have to talk about that. Right. So kind of along those lines of, uh, for me, it's like, I think God puts me in the places I need to be in or with the people I need to meet at just the right time, right? His timing is Mm -hmm. the, the right timing always. And so I ended up on this show that was originally, you know, they tricked us into it. They said it was called The Fierce Competitor. You're competing for $100,000. I'm like, dude, I'm super competitive. I want to win $100,000. That sounds great. I actually never applied for the show myself. Someone from my co-ed softball team did because uh, their quote was, Lauren needs somewhere to unleash her inner competitive nature, not on the co-ed softball team. Oh my God. (laughs) It was definitely somebody from the team or my ex-boyfriend because all we ever thought about was the the lineup for the softball team. But Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Anyways, needless to say, I I ended up on this show. Uh, I was flown out to New Orleans and I was sequestered to a hotel room for 10 days. And basically they took... There was, I think, a million something people that applied for the show. They had narrowed it down to 30 people. And from the 30, they were going to pick 12 after these 10 days. And so I, I told God, I was like, listen, if I'm supposed to be here, there's some lesson and some growth opportunity, then keep me here. If not, send me back home because I'm ready to go back home after being sequestered to a hotel room for 10 days. But what happened is God put me there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I got to learn a lot of lessons because the show ended up being called Opposite Worlds, not The Fierce Competitor. And we lived in two different worlds. So we were separated by a glass wall and half of us were living in the past 
in a cave and the rest were living in the future, which was beautiful with like these, you know, showers that looked like a car wash. Can we the- watch this show? Is it on like Netflix? Yeah. So you can watch it on Hulu or Netflix. Shut uh, up. I'm watching it tonight with Cody. <laughs> yes. watch it. Oh my yes. God. Please do. Oh my gosh. And then like fill me in on everything. You yeah. It's hilarious. You'll have a different view now that you like know about it. So a lot of my friends actually had heard the story from me so much because it's a lot of what how my brand was born. But they're like, I've never seen it. And so it's funny because I had never watched it myself. It was a live show. So by the time I got out of there and I was... I had lost 30 pounds. I was emaciated. I couldn't even remember my boyfriend's name. Like oh it was... Really God. Bad. Oh my God. Yeah, it took me a year to recover from that. So I didn't watch the show because I was like, I lived it. I don't need to watch it. Like it's over or whatever. Yeah. But about a month ago, I was in San Diego staying at my girlfriend's house who I met in the cave. We lived in the cave for 60 days together. We're still best friends. We've hiked Kilimanjaro, went all over the world now. But I was staying at her place and she was out of town. But I went on Hulu and I started watching the show because I'm like, it only seems natural to like be staying at your house and watching our show of like how we met. So it was That's hilarious insane. to watch. And my, my current boyfriend was like, Oh my gosh, like when you describe this, I didn't realize how bad it actually was. And it's so crazy to watch this now, knowing what I know about you. <laughs> and so wait, so you could you see the other people living this great life while you were in a cave? Yes. Like that's how this yes. works. So no. talk about uh our little friend comparison, right? So at some point, as we're looking through hand on the glass, like freaking Titanic moment, like let me in, you know. I was like, hey guys, I have an idea. And they're like, what? Like we were the wolf pack. We like had this whole like wolf pack. Woo. But I'm like showing you this. You guys can see this, right? Nobody else. We can. Yeah. This is a podcast. They can't see it. She's showing us the wolf sign. It's a little dog. So anyways, I was like, how about we just stop looking over there and stop worrying about what we don't have and worry about what we do have. Right. So Mm -hmm. let's shift our mindset from this lack scarcity to abundance. Like we do have some carrots and celery stalks and we have like... Where were you getting food? And also... I have so many questions, but one, like, where were you guys getting food? The producers would leave food in there, which again, my biggest argument for this is if we really lived in the cave, I'm sorry to say, but we'd be out like killing our food, you know, like yeah. we would have protein and we'd have meat and we, we wouldn't be emaciated living off of carrots and celery stalks, yeah. which is basically what they would put in there. Um, we also would have it's had like, you're like in a zoo. more That blanket. literally sounds like you're in a zoo. Yeah, it was, like, it was. In a cave being fed by the zoo. Yeah, and it was this feeling of like, you know, I never, I obviously don't know what it's like to be in prison or to be homeless, but that experience made me feel like, number one, if you're in prison, I feel like you at least get three meals a day, right? And they like provide the meals. You don't have to like build a fire and then cook it and like warm it up and all this stuff. And then homeless, I'm like, well, what did they really miss? Because I didn't get to brush my teeth for 60 days. Oh my gosh. I missed the most. And I'm like, I just want to take toothbrushes to all these homeless people and toothpaste because I was literally using hay to floss my teeth and try to like rub stuff off. And I, you know, that was another thing again, where it's like my whole life, I prided myself. I didn't have, you know, any cavities in my baby teeth or my permanent teeth. And I came out of there and I had cavities, which I'm assuming came from the carrots because the only thing was sugar. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's insane. Now, did the people on the other side have any like setbacks or were they just like living large in the future? So that is the funny thing. The funny thing is you would think the people that are living in the past, losing all this weight, like malnourished, not being able to like formulate sentences or remember big words or even who they are dating or all that stuff would be, you know, it'd be okay for us to be complaining. Like we had a lot to complain about. But the funny thing is the people who seemingly had everything 
had so many complaints too. Oh, they were feeling claustrophobic. They couldn't get out of this house. They're just in this house with Tempur-Pedic mattresses and, and, you know, hot tub. And they could talk to their house and be like, Athena, we want filet mignon and raspberries and champagne. But for whatever reason, they had so many complaints. They were not grateful for what they had. And they also did not come together as a team, right? So like one person need a book. One would be in the bathroom. One would be in the kitchen. One would be watching TV. But with us, we were surviving. So we had to come together as a wolf pack, as a tribe and survive. So we ate together. We slept together, cuddled up together. We would go to the bathroom. We had to hold each other up over... There was like stalagmite. And so if you tried to go to the bathroom and sit on it, it would like poke you and it was really uncomfortable. So you'd have someone hold you to go poop or pee or whatever. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. So we did... We literally moved as a pack. We didn't do anything by ourselves. This sounds illegal. Have you seen Naked and Afraid? Has anyone seen Naked and Afraid? So I thought at first that's what we were on because the first scene was us basically naked in a warehouse with a spotlight. And it was like, when they've been stripped of everything they've ever known, will they survive? You know, like- Oh my gosh. Did you know what you were getting yourself into? Absolutely not. Never would have signed up for it. Going back to the whole thing, like never would have signed up thinking that or knowing what I know now, obviously. But I'm like, well, God put me there because he needed me to learn lessons on what real comparison is and how to appreciate what you have. And I, you know, going into that, I thought I was the most grateful person you'd ever meet. I mean, if you've ever received an email from me with gratitude, Lauren, like I am so grateful, right? Yeah. But then when I was in there, I'm like, dang, I wasn't grateful to get to brush my teeth or have my nine pillows or my eye mask or my biggest fan or my Nutribullet. Or like, you know, all these things that we like plug into, I realized, and this is really where Unplugged was uh, born because in there I was unplugged and I was, you know, visualizing all these outlets that I plug into like comfort zone. So it's like, yeah, I plug my fan in at night so that it's a white noise and I can sleep better. I plug my Nutribullet in to have my protein shake. I plug my computer in to make money. I plug my phone in to connect with people, right? Well, there were no outlets in the cave, but Mm. I still survived. So all those comfort zones, I didn't need them to survive. Then I took it a step further and I'm like, Well, now I'm looking at these outlets as like, you know, if you're seeking happiness and you need to fill a void because you actually haven't realized it's within, then you're like, oh, I'm going to plug into a relationship, unhealthy relationship, sex, drugs, alcohol, whatever, a new house, a new car, material things. But in that moment, I was like, you know what? We have to unplug from all these externals and start plugging into our internal. So unplug Mm. to plug in your purpose. And then it's there where you can access all the answers and everything that you need is already within. And that's actually what happened to me in the cave is I had to go in and figure out who I was, why I was here, how I was going to help people in this world and leave an impact. And I couldn't have done that if I was plugged into all the distractions of the world and hanging out in my comfort zone. I had to get real uncomfortable to get there. Man... Wow. So like if you didn't have this cave experience, which you didn't even plan for, do you think that Unplugged Mornings would have been a thing? Do you, like you say, everything happens for a reason. So that, the retreat, I mean, your whole brand, everything you're working on now came from that cave experience? 100%. Wow. Didn't know it then. And it's kind of one of those moments when you're like, why is this happening to me? How did? How could this person do this to me? And you don't know the reason then. But four years later, you can look back and be like, oh my gosh, I lived in a cave for 60 days because my entire brand is about unplugging from all the distractions and all Damn, the outlets. That's crazy. I know what it's like to live without outlets. <laughs> okay. I have one more question just going, and then we're going to move on. But I have to know a little bit more about this cave situation. Yeah. Could you tap out? Were you like, could you be like, I'm done? So it's funny because- like legally, we, yes, they would have to, right? Like if you were like, yeah. get me out. I think I would have been claustrophobic and would have freaked out. Yeah, you couldn't have done it. It, it was, it was very tough. The funny thing is, as you're getting interviewed for, you know, 10 days and all this stuff, 
they're like, what's your tagline? And I was like, I will never quit. So I don't care what happens. I'll never quit. So I was Lauren, I won't quit Schwab, right? So oh heck my no, gosh. I couldn't quit no matter what, even though I wanted to. Yes. Um, but had I not pushed through that, it took about seven days. You're sleeping on the ground in the dirt, bugs, rats, whatever. Super uncomfortable for an OCD, clean freak, germaphobe. I'm like, I've never organized the woods before. So whatever. Yeah. Like I was exactly where I needed to be. And after seven days, you kind of get used to it. And your like body forms into like the dirt and you're like, oh, this is my spot, you know? And it's like, you <laughs> I don't know if that would happen to way. me. I'm trusting you on that. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is- beyond crazy to me. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then talk to us a little bit about, so you come back and you had this vision while you were in the cave about the plugs and all of, all of that. So when you came back, were you like, let's get rolling, let's get rolling on this new idea. How did this start after the whole experience? So that unplugged experience actually didn't happen until four years later. So when I actually Ah. came back from the cave, I had a new perspective on life and what mattered. Like I did not gossip at all. I did not. And like, I never thought I really did before, like, or like was in the drama or whatever, but it was like, I literally would just turn away if someone started talking about something. And I'm like, that's none of that matters like at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Relationships matter. And I was like, and then experiences matter. And I was like, I'm going to start doing the things that I was afraid to do. Like go to Burning Man. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> go go to Africa and hike Kilimanjaro and go on a six-week trip to Thailand. So that year of 2014 was all about experiences and travel and relationships. And so that's what I was very unplugged. When I went to Africa for 30 days, I was unplugged. When I mm. there were several things I did. And I the funny thing is, for probably six months after, every time I left the house, I forgot my phone. So I didn't bring my phone because I wasn't used to having it. Um, so like it was super old school. I'd be like, well, the person said they were going to be here at this time. I'll wait for five minutes. But if they don't show up, I'm going to leave, right? Yeah. That, that's like how I want to live my life now is a little bit more old school. Like do what you said you're going to do. Show up on time. Be committed. Mm-hmm. You know, just all that kind of stuff. So, um, But then in this process of all of this, I actually um, ended up uh, partnering up with a couple of couple of people in opening gyms. So that ended up taking a ton of my time um, is, is starting this whole business from the ground up and opening these gyms and whatnot. And then through that, realized that I can say now I picked the perfect partners to teach me the lessons I needed to learn to move on and grow. Um, but from the outside, anybody looking in would be like, holy crap, you picked the worst partners. They're awful. I can't believe they did that to you. And you lost everything and all your money and all your savings and all your time and whatever. But there's nothing wasted, right? Like if I can learn something Mm -hmm. from it and take that away into the next thing, great. But what I had to do is humble myself and check my ego at the door and go be a manager at Equinox. And it's really hard to go from owning your own gym to Mm. being a manager at Equinox. (laughs) But like I tell all my clients and all my friends, it's like sometimes you think you're taking a step backwards, but really there's a catapult and it's going to push you way further than your plateau of where you were before. But you just got to be able to step back for a second if you're going to let that happen. And so that's what happened. Um, you know, I had to go back. I had to work at Equinox, work a couple other jobs, get back, save that money so that I could start my own thing. And so if anything, it lit a fire under my rear. And now that's that's kind of where it fast forward to now. And one of my trainers at Equinox, which is why it's important I went to Equinox, um, is the one that was giving me an energy healing. And during that energy healing is where I kind of floated out of my body and was back in the cave in 2014. Mm. And I was all the outlets. And when I came out of that, I was like, unplugged. And she's like, unplugged what? I'm like, unplugged. That's my brand. It's like, I know all mm. about living without outlets and just like focusing on your outlook instead of your outlet. And she's like, oh my gosh. And so that was it. And I was like, I'm quitting my jobs. I'm doing my own thing. I have the vision. I know what I need to do. And that's kind of how it all happened. 
You know what I find fascinating is that like when you think about it, 60 days, I mean, it is when you're in a cave, (laughs) but it's not really that long Mm -hmm. otherwise. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking like when we think of a life without our phones or, you know, all the other things that we're plugging into, either electronic or like relationships or other things, we can't imagine like 60 Mm -hmm. days without Mm -hmm. it. Like it seems (laughs) insane. And I think that it's interesting that it took just that little bit of time to completely change the trajectory of what you're doing. So I'm wondering, like, when you work with people and what you do, like, what does that process look like in a world where we're so plugged in? Mm, Yeah. Like, how long does it take to really get unplugged when you're not in a cave? When you're not in a cave. (laughs) Like, just in real life, how do you make this happen? In life. Because, I mean, obviously— you don't have the option when you're in a situation like you are in, mm-hmm. but like in our lives, you have to be really conscious about like I'm being intentional in my living and I'm intentionally going in this direction and I could if I wanted to take steps back. You know what I mean? Right. And I I love that you touch on that because that is the whole thing um, Unplugged does. I was like, I can't tell people to go live in a cave for 60 days. Like, who has that time? I can't tell you to go hike Kilimanjaro. Maybe you're not capable. Maybe funds, whatever, right? But I created a nine-step process using the letters of Unplugged of a way that you can plug into yourself first, first thing in the morning before you plug back into the world. So distraction-free, there's nine steps and it's like there's a part about reading and all this stuff. It's not audible. You're not plugging in. You're mm. you're opening an old school book, um, and you're diving into that. So just knowing that in nine minutes, or you can take four hours, but as easy as nine minutes, you are giving to yourself first. You're filling your cup up first, so that when you do go back out into the world, you're way more proactive instead of reactive. And if you know that if you're showing up for yourself 100%, you can show up for others 100%. But really, if you're not even giving yourself that time first thing in the morning and making yourself your number one priority, you won't be able to. A lot of my clients will be like, well, I have clients first thing in the morning. So I roll out of bed and I go train them. And I'm like, guess what? If you got out of bed, gave yourself nine minutes first, then you're... you're going to be able to be there for your client even more. So you're doing a disservice to them if you're just rushing into it. You can't fully be open to them and you can't help them as much as you could if you helped yourself first. I feel like you honestly don't grasp that until you force yourself and give yourself the nine minutes or give yourself like even the five minutes. Like if you can just start with like three to five. And that's one of the main things I tell my clients too. If there's a way to start your morning from like a calm centered, just you place, then do it. But I have to admit recently, I've been like checking my phone. Like it's been this thing where I wake up and then I honestly, it's like, subconscious. Like I grab it and click it. I'm like, oh my gosh. I do too. Scroll through Instagram like yeah. at 7 a.m. Yeah. And like, I'm not even looking for anything in particular. Nothing's happened overnight on Instagram. Right. I know. And it's so, it's gotten to be a pretty bad habit for me again recently. And I think this conversation is coming for me at a perfect time because I have, um, before I would crave like that meditation or I would crave that like quiet time on the couch. And recently I haven't been craving it. I'm like, go, go, go. It's like my mind is in this like busier, um, like I need to move, I need to get going mode. And then just like what you said, I'm forgetting that then I'm actually not showing up to my coaching calls maybe, or I'm not showing up to meetings or all these other things I'm doing with like a full presence because I have not taken that time for myself in the morning. So tomorrow I'm going to try and get back into that habit because I have kind of fallen out recently. Yeah. And I I love what you said a second ago too um, 
about you don't know what you're looking for, right? So we're scrolling aimlessly. We don't know what we're looking for, but it knows what what's you know looking for us basically is yeah. distraction. It's trying to derail us. It's trying to take us off of our game. We want to be productive and we want to help people and we want to come from the space of love and compassion and grace. But when we go do that and we compare ourselves, it's like de, you know derailing us. We're getting off track. And so it's looking to do that. That's the kind of almost the purpose of it. And so if we can take back that power and take back that control by saying, nope, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read this book for 10 minutes. Or the first thing I'm going to do is meditate. Or the first thing I'm going to do is open my Bible and read or whatever. There's, you know, there's all these different things. And, and Nina, like you said too, it's like just one thing. So out mm-hmm. of those nine steps, just pick one thing, but you're still doing one thing for yourself. And I mm-hmm. think that we can wrap our head around one thing as opposed to 9, 10, 11, 12, that's overwhelmed. Um, so yeah, I'd say just, it, and what we do is when we go over the nine steps, it's like, well, which one's your favorite step? Let's start with that. And let's mm-hmm. just implement that every mm-hmm. single day and be consistent with that. And it's so interesting how I truly believe we can heal ourselves that way. And I'm now walking slash running proof of that because in, you know, kind of when all of this stuff happened and Nina, when I like originally met you, I was in what I would call the fall. Mm. And so all these things were happening and it led to extreme panic attacks, anxiety, me not being able to leave the house. I actually did not drive my car for three months. Uh, I couldn't get in the car and operate a vehicle. I didn't work out for three months, which for me, even um, with injuries, I've never went that long, like playing sports my whole life. Uh, So it was a very trying time for me. And I didn't know how I was going to come back from it. I thought... I don't know who this person is. I'm mm. not me. Am I going to live my li- like the rest of my life like this where I can't go get on an airplane or I can't get in a car or you know all that kind of stuff? And so I was like, all right, you got to choose one thing. What's it going to be? One non-negotiable that you're going to do every single day. And I chose to run a mile. So it's really funny because that first mile, I was coughing up blood. I couldn't breathe. My chest hurt so bad. And there were several things that happened. Number one, I was humbled by the fact that like, hey, these are my clients that are starting out their fitness journey. This is what they're going through. And now I can feel that. Because before, like a mile for me was like, you know, whatever. Like I Mm. do this all the time. I run five miles, whatever. But just Mm -hmm. doing that one mile and nothing more. So it's like, no, when you feel better, you're not going to do two miles. Like you're just, you're running a mile a day. Like that's it. And so the first week was extremely hard, excruciating. Every time I would get done, I couldn't breathe. It was painful. Um, But I stayed committed and stayed committed and stayed committed. And it's been... Today's day 70 in a row. And I have been in Mexico and Kansas and Chicago and all over the place. Um, And I have not, you know, that's a non-negotiable. I've stayed committed. It's my own personal commitment to myself, but I healed myself. Like I feel so much better now. The doctors still never could figure out what was wrong with me. I didn't take any medicine. You know, like movement became my medicine. And it was like getting out of the house, changing my mindset, sweating a little bit, moving my body, all that kind of stuff honestly healed me. So it's not going to be running a mile for everybody. It might just be reading or whatever, but it's, there's this thing that switches when we're able to stay committed to ourselves and hold ourselves accountable. Because then when we ask our clients and friends and everyone to do something, it's like, well, I've done it now. Like I can't say I'm asking you to do something I've never done. And Mm -hmm. it was during a really difficult time. So I think that whole one thing is so powerful. Yeah. So I can relate to that as a coach myself. I think it's really easy to throw a bunch of things at someone, right? It's like you could try this and you could do this Mm -hmm. and try eating this and then watch your sleep and then do everything you know that could work. Everything I know. Um, And I recently had this conversation with a client yesterday where I said, she mentioned, she's like, it can get overwhelming. And I said, think about it this way. These are all things for you to experiment with, right? Like 
try this one on for size. Does this work for you? Maybe it doesn't right now. Try this one on for size. So when you get this whole list, it's not that I have to do all of these 100 things. It's these are 100 things that I could choose from. Let's try one and see if that sticks. Because we were talking about building confidence. That's what it was all about, like trusting the body again. And that's the only thing I can think of is like, what's one thing that you can do that you can build that trust within you? This is a really coincidental conversation because I just had this yesterday with someone. (laughs) I love it. I love it. It's so true. And I was just thinking about the whole 60 day thing, 70 day. I'm like, 70 days, honestly, feels like the longest time. Like since I started running these miles, like it feels like so long ago that I started. And like with the cave, 24 hours in the cave felt like five years. Um, But then you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, it's been 60 days or oh my gosh, it's been 70 days and I've been doing this. And you just look at everything that's changed in your life as a byproduct of that. Yeah. Like so many things have changed just because of that. And I know that there's been times where people quit smoking or something and their only goal was you can't smoke a cigarette. So it's like, instead of smoking the cigarette, they went for a jog and that jog turned into miles and then it turned into a marathon and losing 40 pounds and finding their husband and having kids. Right, and isn't that insane? Not smoking a cigarette. Yeah. So it's just, you can you can add something in or take something away, but usually if it's you're taking something away, then you're replacing it with something positive. So instead of that, I'm going to do this, but it's just the one thing. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, so obviously you have this retreat coming up. And I wanted to talk about how, what we're talking about now with like introducing some of these new things and living this kind of life, like how does this translate into a several day retreat? Like, what does that look like? Yeah, I guess we, we digressed from before. Um, (laughs) So as that's the theme of our podcast, (laughs) but that was kind of to answer your question before about like, I can't tell people to go live in a cave or hike Kilimanjaro, but they can do these things in the morning. The other thing they can do is come to a retreat or come to an event. Through that process at these events, these unplugged events, there's going to be a lot of unplugged time, a lot of time spent in nature, where it's a great place to recharge and kind of reset your batteries there. But also there's community and there's people and there's connection. Mm. And it's like we all are dealing with the same things. We're all going through the same things. And when we're vulnerable and we share, then somebody else says, oh my gosh, I'm going through that exact same thing. And then you can connect, right? And through these retreats, people have like started businesses together, started dating. Like I hope that pretty soon I'm like, you know, considered a matchmaker. (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, we met on your retreat and now we're getting married. Like that'll make my life. You are the master connector. Like (laughs) I've met you a few times. Like I've really only met you the one time at the summit. And then when I stayed with you for the week and I'm like, oh my gosh, like you are the best. Like you got us an Airbnb when we were in Austin, Texas. Like you just know and connect so many people. Like it is truly your calling. Uh, That's funny. Megan and AJ were actually here last night. Were they? My husband just had a call with Megan like a couple days ago. It's all because of you. Yeah. It's it's really funny. I love it. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. So yeah. So coming on these retreats, the whole idea is disconnecting to reconnect back to your purpose. I already believe that it's within you, that it's not something we're searching for outside of us, but inside of us. So we have a master your morning workshop. We have a master your life workshop. Um, We start every day with yoga and meditation. Then we go into mindset workshops and then we have adventures in the afternoon. So uh, we'll go hiking, we'll jump in waterfalls, jump in the ocean. Uh, Then we have some free time and then we um, have a sunset type yoga thing. So you get yoga twice a day. Then we have uh, dinner and then a la carte stuff. So after dinner, you can do Reiki healings, card readings, Mm. um, energy, harmonium, all that kind of stuff, crystals, all the fun stuff. Um, But we have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together, family style. We all sit down. Just Again, like I said, I like to be old school. So I like everyone having 
you know, their meals together, kind of moving as a flock, as a tribe. Um, Do they have to leave their cell phones at home? So they don't leave their cell phones at home. <laughs> there's there's some information probably that comes through that. But I also print out all the itineraries and I put that with their swag bags. Mm. So they get these swag bags, girls. I am not even kidding you. Nobody does swag bags like I do swag bags. <laughs> That's my one thing I'll dust my shoulder off for. You're like, I'm um, great at swag bags. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at swag bags because yeah. I always like... I'm like the one that judges swag bags. I'm like, what do you mean there's only one thing in the swag bag? Oh, I'm like, I put 30 things in there. But... Truly, I, I have these relationships with these amazing brands and sponsors. And there's... I mean, these bags are almost worth $500. So like their whole... like What they're paying for the retreat is like pretty much... They got aloe yoga mats last time. They're getting five-minute mm. journals, my intent bracelets, all kinds of different food and all this stuff. Um, and on the retreats, your four days, three nights is covered as well as all of your meals. And they're super healthy. And there's lots of different like smoothie bars and coffee bars and stuff like that. And yeah. And they just... they. They walk away with obviously more than their goodie bag, okay? They walk away with their their friendships and hopefully a transformed life. Um, we had so much good feedback from Big Sur. We have this amazing video that maybe you guys can like put in wherever you can share it with them so they yeah. can kind of see and get an idea of the magic that, that takes place there. But there is something truly um, magical that does happen when we unplug even ourselves, right? Like unplug to plug in. Um, and so it's really cool. We just create a space basically for people to do that, to kind of get led back to their purpose. It sounds freaking amazing. Like literally amazing. <laughs> I'm curious because clearly we're having this conversation very plugged in. Like we have headphones and microphones. <laughs> I know. I was like, I thought about that. I was like, the irony. The irony. And also in the world that we're in. I mean, you're active on social media platforms as we are. And um, part of the really cool work that we get to do now as business owners is that we have this media, um, uh-huh. Instagram, Facebook, podcasts, all of these things to be plugged in to share. How do you balance the two now that you're in this world and you're promoting and sharing your message, but also being unplugged? So what's your secret to that? Yeah. So it's been like a very fun journey and funny journey and all that stuff. Cause it's like when I, I was starting a podcast before kind of the Equinox thing or whatever, and it was like, Oh, it's going to be unplugged, but people have to plug in to listen to <laughs> yeah. the unplugged podcast. Like, how's that going to work? <laughs> and, and too, like, it's like, I'm very active on social media because that's how I, you know, get my clients and people to know about the retreats. But the whole point is that you want to be unplugged a little more than you're plugged in. But mm. then when you do plug in, you plug in with purpose, you plug in with intention. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when I go to Instagram, I'm looking for inspiration or I'm posting inspiration. That's what I'm looking for. Like, I'm not going there to scroll aimlessly or just be like, I don't know what I'm looking for. I know what I'm looking for. And it's inspiration because people inspire me. And I see something, I'm like, oh, I like that. I'm going to reshare that. That's really cool, whatever. Um, so I'm plugging in with purpose. I'm plugging in with intention. And I think we should do everything with intention. It's like when I get up and I'm having my coffee, it's with intention. Like, okay, I want to feel really good and really warm. And this is going to energize me for my workout. And I just think about that. When I'm reading a book, I'm reading this because I'm looking for this certain thing. When I lay down to do my yoga practice, here's my intention that I'm setting. Today, it's going to be all about unconditional love for myself and for other people. Or now it's going to be all about forgiveness. I need to let go of something or whatever. So anything I do is with purpose and with intention. So I think when it comes to unplugged too, the point is to just unplug from the distractions, the chaos and the external outlets and plug into your internal um, outlook. And the thing is, just do that first thing in the morning every single day. And that way you're filling your cup. You're you're able to show up for yourself 100%. Then you can go out and show up for the world. Um, and just knowing that you come first, that you are the priority. 
And then do these things like sign up for a retreat and go unplugged for three days. Sign up for, you know, go hike, you know, a mountain or something and go unplugged. Like just intentionally like set times for yourself to be unplugged. Maybe even in your phone with the settings they have now that it's like between 9 p.m. and 8 a.m. It just shuts off all your apps and everything. So you just get more intentional. Ooh, I need to do that. And unplug. Yeah. And yeah. then what you'll find is that you're just you're just being more instead of, you know, we're like these human beings. And I'm like, when I'm plugged in, I'm a human and I make mistakes and I do all this stuff. But when I'm being, I'm just flowing through life. Mm. Man, I feel like your energy is just super infectious. And I don't know, I mean, about you, Liz, but I feel like I'm more inspired now to really cut this phone addiction. And I'm this, like, uh, these other things that have creeped in, this conversation was like, Nina, you need to hear this. Like, you need to be present for this conversation and get back to being unplugged a little bit more in the basics, so... Yeah. And just being able to forgive yourself when you do, right? We go yeah. through seasons. So there's going to be times where every day we get up, we read our book, we do our yoga, we do our meditation, we don't touch our phone. And then there's going to be times where we get up and we grab our phone and we just, that's the first thing that we do. And all it comes down to is awareness of being totally. aware of like, hey, why am I grabbing the phone first now instead of this? Like, where is something going on inside of me that like, am I a little bit unhappy or like, am I not doing the things I want to do? Do I have somebody I need to forgive or myself or right. I need it's to call somebody? So there's something going on that like we're not feeling like we're drawn to the the yoga meditation and filling ourselves and we're like eh, let's just like look at what everybody else is doing yep it's that intention and like no judgment that's what I always yeah. remind myself it's like no judgment I've noticed this and now you're you're right like why is that coming back into my life what am I trying what void am I trying to fill um so yeah. it's great to have I mean sometimes it's good that those things happen you go into that season because then it gives you time to reflect again and yeah. reconnect yeah. so okay yeah. if our listeners want to get on this retreat and you know connect with you unplug mornings maybe they even live in LA because you have workouts once a week um yeah. Um, so tell them a little bit more about how they can connect with you. So how you can plug in to Unplugged. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> if you're in the LA area, we do weekly free workouts at Mother's Beach in Marina Del Rey, where we get together, we sweat, and then we go grab coffee, no phones. It's table talk. We really kind of dive in and see how everybody's doing. Um, if you want to come to a retreat, our next retreat is in Yosemite, California. We are going to get lost in nature to find ourselves. Uh, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. And as I mentioned before, there's yoga, meditation. Um, we have lots of sponsors that provide food, drink, all of that stuff. We have hit workouts. Swag Obviously. <laughs> and so that's March 14th through the 17th in Yosemite. And we are doing a special little offer uh, for anyone listening to the podcast that mentions that they listen to the podcast and they will get $600 off of the price of the retreat. So if you go to www.unpluggedmornings.com, you'll find all the information on the retreat there. You can send me an email. They can, I guess you guys can probably put the email in, but if you come to Instagram too, you can send me a message. It's at underscore Lauren Schwab. So L-A-U-R-E-N-S-C-H-W-A-B. Send me a mes message. Let me know that you heard on this podcast and we would be happy to offer you that $600 off. We will link all of that into the show notes for them so they can get that amazing offer. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and talking with us. This has been so much fun and it makes me miss being on your couch, spending the night with our dog Jackson. Um, but hopefully me and my husband will be back soon and we'll yes. be able to connect, reconnect in person. Unplugged, our couch is right? Always open. Yes, unplugged. Our couch is always open. If we're not here, our bed's open. <laughs> yeah. You guys are so sweet. Well, thank you so much again. And we can't wait for our listeners to connect more with you and hopefully join you on this amazing retreat. 
All right. Well, I am so glad, Nina, that you connected with Lauren in your journey so that I could connect with Lauren and all of our listeners could connect with her. We seriously, her um, energy was just absolutely contagious in this episode. I found myself like thinking about my morning routine and all the things I want to change. And like, I feel like as someone who has done distance running for a long time and stopped, I'm like, you know what? I should run a mile every day and just see how I feel. So I hope that our listeners also feel inspired and ready to do something that treats themselves a little bit. Absolutely. So if you want to connect with Lauren more, you can definitely go check her out at unpluggedmornings.com. And don't forget, if you just mention us, you can find her on Instagram, send her an email or message her on her website. You can get $600 off her upcoming retreat, which is March 14th through the 17th in Yosemite, California. All right. Well, thanks again for listening. And we will catch you next week with another wonderful interview. See you guys later. 